This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. You just say nice things about me on iTunes, but to my face, you tell me exactly. Yes. Yes. Which no, is that what makes I a, that's what makes a real friend, really. Which yeah. is what I prefer. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be much worse. It'd be much worse if it was the other way around. If Joe would just be like, dude, your podcast is awesome, man. I love it. And then on iTunes, he goes, dude, it sounds like Elliot has a dick in his mouth every time. <laughs> See, but I know who my real friends are. Like when you can take that shit and, you, you know, and it's and it's like all family, then then we're good. We're good. I mean, that's that's how if I, I can. If I can't talk shit to you, I probably really don't care. Shut, you shut the fuck up. Nobody asks you, bro. Nobody asks you. <laughs> kidding I'm just kidding. No, for real. Hey, guys. It's good to see you guys. Let's, uh, let's roll, man. Let's roll. I'm ready whenever. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. You lying. Why are you always lying? Yeah. Uh, by the way, we, we did hit that live um, button where we were talking about dicks and mouths again. So <laughs> just to be clear, that is... Uh... That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Hey, we are live. It's the open bar, fake pigskin, Tuesdays, 930 Eastern. Uh, we're almost about 1030 Eastern because because of the two individuals that we have on, like they would not shut the fuck up. So we couldn't start our <laughs> podcast um, at our regularly scheduled late time. Uh, <laughs> J Mike, dude, what's up? Uh, free agency. That's about it. <laughs> March Madness. <laughs> No, forget that one. Let's put 68 teams on hold and let's yeah. talk about the craziness that is and was the what is this? The last day of the legal tampering or is this the first day of legal tampering? I can't keep it straight. <laughs> well, the bet one of the best tweets I saw today was from Wade Phillips, the coach, you know, old man, Wade Phillips. And, and he drops in and says, like, that that free agency hasn't even started yet. And there probably won't be any players available <laughs> when free agency free agency actually starts so I'm, that was that was a good one what was it like literally just moments ago we figured out Dion lewis is headed to tennessee so it's it's this, this is really absurd and i'm enjoying it and i think more than anything i'm excited to have three guests one of which everyone knows not a guest exactly just a, <laughs> a co-host basically the third musketeer in our in yeah, our group here speaker of the house Speaker of the house. We've got one guy coming from sabbatical and then we've got a Hollywood superstar himself. <laughs> Very Hollywood. Hollywood cool. Can we just point out that since you said all that, the Patriots just signed another white guy? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that as well. <laughs> I mean, granted, they're, they're re-signing him, but it's just hilarious that we that we, we spent like 10 minutes on that pre-show that Every time a white guy gets cut, we just say, I guess the Patriots are going to sign him. But yeah, uh, you go back to your amazing introductions. My bad. <laughs> See, the thing is, is like if Elliot tweets out, out, he's going to get like 100 retweets. Like, oh, cool. That's so awesome. Did you see how many retweets we got when Elliot Chris was on? Holy shit. <laughs> that Chris bump. Chris and up. <laughs> Chris and up. Uh, well, if you don't know, now you know. We we got Elliot, Chris, we got NFL draft talker Jake, and we uh, 
Who is that? Who's the Who's the other dude down drinking some, um, drinking some wine out street. of a bottle? Who's that lady? Sexy lady. <laughs> Pano, how? Sorry. <laughs> did start I, I with that wine. I'm. <laughs> you know, I, I actually was drinking beer and I couldn't reach a beer fast enough, so my hand just <laughs> naturally gravitated towards this big bottle of wine. So yeah, this is what I'm drinking. Um, are you gonna are you gonna tell us more about it? Like what flavor it is? And... No, it's just wine. It's delicious, you know. Okay, uh, that's that's really it. It's uh, it's just like a house wine, you know. It's Italian. That's all it's I red. need. It's red yeah, in color. Red. Yeah. Perfect. Moving on, Jake. What's up, dude? <laughs> what's up, guys? How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, just fine. I'm yeah. just Fantastic. dandy. Um, lions. You know, dandelions. <laughs> Wait, I want to address the fact since we're not, we don't really have a schedule going on here. We're just having some fun. Jake, how does it feel to have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback? I feel excited. I feel relieved about it. And uh, man, Vikings Twitter has been very difficult to deal with the past several, several weeks, and it's it's still going to be. And that's the sad part. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to not have to worry about that position for a while. Just treat him better him. than you did the Reds. The Redskins treated him. Okay, just treat him. Treat him better than that. Oh, well, they just he's... gave him three years guarantee. The Reds, the Redskins had a very strict one year at a time policy with Kirk <laughs> God, I hate Bruce Allen. He's gonna get the first fully guaranteed contract ever. So that's. I mean, if this, if the reports are correct, this is players around the league are gonna love this guy, and they already have started tweeting at him. Doug Baldwin called him a hero already, and. Um, you know, he's setting a precedent and a lot of people are bashing him about this whole process. And I just don't understand the hate on all these guys. How can you bash him about doing this? I mean, he, he chose the best team and he took a good contract, which is good for all the other NFL players. I don't understand that. And right. Vikings fans and gentlemen, Case Keenum's a bomb, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's been a bomb his whole career. He had eight good games. And then in the playoffs in the second half against the saints, he was a bomb. And then against mm-hmm. the Eagles, he was he was basically, you know, he was Joe. He was just a flat out bump. <laughs> hi, hi, Denver. Yeah, how so you I doing? got paid spending, though. I got paid. spending twenty million dollars a year. Like, how many times do we need to do this? Where a quarterback? This is what blows my mind. Case Keenum has had like eight good games in his career in five years. Kirk Cousins has had like four good years in a row. And with Case Keenum, we're like, guys, we're good giving him money. But with Kirk, we're like, we need to see some more. I just don't get it. Like you just what Kirk got twenty seven a year? Is that what it is when you had when you do the math? Like and Keenum's getting twenty a year and Kirk only got one more year. I'm spending seven million dollars more every single day of the week on Kirk Cousins than I am Case Keenum. I mean, the, the Broncos just lost that battle between the Vikings and they, they uh, had to take someone, I guess. <laughs> it was between Case Keenum and uh, the, the, I bet the Broncos were the ones to offer up Drew Brees, that, that two-year contract that he declined to stay with the Saints. I'm sure it was the Broncos because they're like, shit. The Broncos have <laughs> been so bad Peyton quarterbacks. I know I know, Elway gets this huge pass because he signed Peyton Manning and is the master recruiter. Which I needs think Peyton- to stop. Yeah, because Payne just looked at the rosters and said, you have an elite defense with Emmanuel Sanders and Damaris Thomas, so I'm picking here, not because John Elway sold him on this. Like, Payne Manning's smart enough to do, do that math. And since then, so John, <laughs> John Elway drafted Brock Osweiler, then tried to pay Brock Osweiler $17 million. 
then yep. drafted Paxton Lynch, then made Trevor Simeon his seventh rounder a starter, then a brought then brought back Brock Osweiler to yep. then give Case Keenum twenty million dollars a year. He there's yeah. he's signing jo- he's drafting Josh Allen fifth overall. Way to go, John! Like you were a great quarterback. You've I, to me, I'm worried about these quarterback decisions you've made. And Denver Broncos fans will defend them, but I just don't get it at all. Might have some CTE going on early in his. Uh, just saying, I'm pretty sure signs. all of your all of your listeners from your pod, Elliot, have effectively stopped following you immediately. All the Denver fans, <laughs> they're done with you. So you traded one of Elway. You just trashed the last few years of his choices. <laughs> you can't do that and just think that there's not going to be about repercussions. Like Darius Thomas or something. Emmanuel Sanders. Say some nice things, Elliot. So I have to. I have to. Sen- share. Sanders and Thomas are terrific. I will say though that I tweeted like at the beginning of the year, like John Elway's first three round offensive prospects that he's ever taken since he became a general manager, and not one of them was good. And it blew up all over the Denver area. And people were tweeting me that I'm a moron because he signs good free agents. And, like, Chris Harris is a great player. What does that have to do with the offense? And I was like, well, I didn't say anything about the defense. Like, fans get so selective and just get so angry. And you said Broncos fans hate me. Dude, every time I tweet anything about the Giants, I I get Giants fan hate that I don't don't even understand. Like, I'll say Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, and Saquon Barkley, and Quentin Nelson are good players. And – I just get all kinds of crazy, like you're a moron. You don't know what to do with the Giants, and I just I don't I don't even know how to respond to that. How dare you? Even the Jets, even the Jets, the Jets fans hate you too. (laughs) The Jets fans, it depends on the Jets fan because Jets fans are either like blindly loyal and no matter what, everything's going to work out, or they're like, yeah, this team sucks. And the yeah, this team sucks crowd is like, hey, that guy's actually saying that this team sucks, and he'll give them credit when they do something well, but not going to make an excuse for everything. The blindly loyal Jets fans don't love me, though. How about the – so fire up your Jets takes then because you are the uh, – Jet, maybe one of the last few on on uh, this planet. So I don't know. Um, I keep saying it out loud. Like it's something to be proud of, right? Like I'm a Jets fan. Like that's a good thing. Um, Just end so the they, suffering. So they finished the day really well, mm-hmm. signing Avery Williamson, a, a real good linebacker. They added Tremaine Johnson, who's one of the best press corners in the league. Um, True chains. Exactly. Uh, it sounds way better when you say that, so I'm just going <laughs> to skip that one. Uh, Can you try, though, really quick? For what, the, True uh, Chains? No, I'd like it, it's just not natural. <laughs> what, True <not>. Chains? <laughs> um, but before that, and then they added Teddy Bridgewater for five years, which is terrific. I mean, you're talking about signing a 25-year-old guy who's coming off a major knee injury, but when he's been healthy in this league, he's been a real good quarterback, and that's the kind of guy you try to hit on. So that all makes sense to me. But, but after you decide, yes. But after you sign this said twenty-five-year-old, and you've basically <laughs> made it known that you're going to go draft a uh, a quarterback this year, you say, "No, no, let's give Josh McCown ten million dollars, and then we're going to pronounce him the starter." So what's the point? What's the point of like? Why are we going to continue to do this bridge thing? Like, if you have a bridge quarterback, there needs to like. The idea of a bridge is there's a start and an end. You don't just build a bridge and it falls off in the middle of the fucking ocean. And that's what I think they do. And I just don't understand. And so, like, the, and the, the idea of people are like, well, Josh McCown's a great understudy. Like, no quarterback that's ever played under Josh McCown then became a good quarterback. So I don't understand that. And taking reps away from young quarterbacks, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or whoever they end up drafting, doesn't make sense to me either. Let these guys play. We've seen this the last two years where he's been this bridge and this mentor for – 
um, Hack and Petty last year. And, like they, they both <laughs> suck still. Like that didn't help. And like so to top off the fact that they wanted to bring in Josh McCown as their starter again, they said, you know what worked great. <laughs> The 2016 Cleveland Browns, who won that one game at the end of the year, what if we have our starting backfield be their starting backfield and they bring in Isaiah Crowell, who I don't know if it's because he was like a big recruit people think is good, but like he's not good at football. And he's proven for four years that he's not very good at football. And people are very excited, and I just don't get it. So those those two signings I really don't like. So as far as uh, I mean, the the effect of the it, him not being on the Browns anymore, you got Duke there still, and everyone's been talking about Saquon going to the Browns. But if if the Browns don't take Saquon at number one, do y'all think that they don't have a chance at him at four? I think that Darnold's gone one. I think that's basically in the bag. I wouldn't take Darnold one, but I think that's who's going one. I think the Giants. Who would you take at one? Who who would you take, Elliot? Baker Mayfield. I think Mayfield's the best quarterback in the draft. He's yeah. the most accurate quarterback in the draft. He's the most successful quarterback in the draft. I think mentally he's ready for that stage. I, th- I think the Johnny Manziel comparisons are about as lazy as you can get. I think it's basically like here's a small white guy that talks shit compared to <laughs> here's a small white guy that talks shit. The one white guy was on coke and drunk and screaming at people. And Baker Mayfield is like, yo, I'm about to kick your ass. Like to me, there's a difference. To me, he's like Philip Rivers. So basically, Baker Mayfield acts like Jake, if we're just going to be completely honest. But uh, <laughs> acts like Jake looks. Yeah. Acts, hey, there you go. Um, Cr- crotch grabbing everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the I Kansas players put you the, the little that, kid. Jake. I'm going to right now. <laughs> it's happening. Based on that crotch grab, please. It's happening. Um, I'm going to put Philip Rivers, though, just, so, just because. <laughs> and then I have to think yeah. that that's where the draft gets crazy because teams are going to trade up. The Bills are going to trade up. I think the Jets are going to trade up. I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos trade up. The Dolphins trade up. The Dolphins are completely starting. I don't know what the Dolphins are doing, but they have to be starting over. Um, and so the what Giants. Danny Amendola and Albert Wilson. How many? Slot guys. How many, yeah. I, t- I how tweeted out. They're, Landry. They're the new Buffalo. They're just going to get slot receivers and just play them all over the field. We can't pay the good slot receiver money, so let's pay two <laughs> bad ones what yeah, we would have paid him. No, I don't get it. And and a lot of people have been defending uh um what's his face? Um having a brain fart trying to do this gif gif shit at the same time. Are you time. talking about the Andama Kinsuka? Uh, no, 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 Albert Wilson. You know, a lot of people have been defending I I think he's a good player too, but you can't you can't say that he's a value at eight million dollars a season. He's not that type of player. He's he's I don't uh, listen. No disrespect to Albert Wilson, but he's not someone I'd want on my football team. Like I'm not paying him any significant amount of money, and right. then like three million. They cut. They cut Indomitian Sue, who's been a top five defensive lineman for three straight years for them, to save four million dollars, and then spent eight <laughs> on Albert Wilson. <laughs> Elliot, how Elliot, how dare you? They clearly told us and, and about a culture change. <laughs> Why would you say that? Didn't they well, what, another? What was the culture? Really? Yeah, what was the culture? <laughs> we we have too many guys that win in the trenches. We need a bunch of little guys that win five yards down the field. Like I don't. Too many good players. It doesn't make too any sense. Too many good players. That cocaine was not just on the offensive line coach. Okay, that is <laughs> infiltrated the whole front office. 
Jake, I didn't want you to put your head on Baker Mayfield's head. I wanted you to put your head elsewhere. <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta uh, talk to Gift Juif about making that possible. I really like the smile, though. You like, you're very happy about. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a creepy gift when you watch it. The fact that you have this giant smile while you grab yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the win, baby. Um, other Twitter happenings. Uh, Tyler Gee, he's probably in our in our live chat. That it, yes, he is. Real or could be not. Not entirely sure, J. Mike. But he, we put a poll out on Twitter. We're saying the one-one rookie uh, pick or a poster of me. So uh, let's discuss this real quick, guys. I mean, tread lightly. I would take the five eleven rookie pick over a poster of you. Is that is that too me? I mean, I'm so where, so where, are we, where are we one oh one then? How about your SoundCloud audio hey. plus plus the poster? What does that get? Uh, That'd be at least the third rounder, right? Yeah, what happens? What happens if we get an autographed poster Uh-oh. with with a cassette tape of just a single tweeting on him. Yeah. <laughs> Tweeted on him. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> if y'all See, I'd give him 102 for that. I'd give him 102 <laughs> for that. But Barkley's not going anywhere. All right. That's fair. I don't I don't trade Barkley for <clears throat> Tweeted on him. <laughs> Put your ass in the name and you tweet it on him. <laughs> I listened to that for like 30 minutes, guys. I was doing SoundCloud for like 30 minutes. I was just like, what? My whole life stopped. I was I was impressed. For those for those that don't know what we're talking about right now. My main man. This bitch trying to get a trend going with lemons, lines, and sounds on your hashtags in the air if you tweet it on. Cruising. Yeah, that's all you get. Okay. You got to check out that. That is the big homie himself, Gabe Gearing, aka Bun G. AKA Genius the MC mm. on SoundCloud putting in work. That was one of his tracks right there. That Swag might be the next intro Red. for uh, Draft Daily right there. That's just like platinum <laughs> right now. It should be. It really should be. That might be the next intro for Draft Daily for real. Like next, next, I have to really like the player for that to drop, obviously. Like I can't just be a regular player. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I really have to like the play. <laughs> um, by the way, since we started this podcast, the Broncos are now trying to uh, trade Trevor Simeon. They're fielding uh, offers for him. I heard about that before. I think what? the Cardinals should get into those sweepstakes. I mean, they've got, what, Bradford and Glennon. I mean, <laughs> let's make it interesting. They're, they're going to draft Mike White from Western Kentucky. <laughs> it's just going to yeah. be lit. Second I just get a good senior bowl. Why, uh, like, how does an owner look at their general manager in the eyes and be like, sell me on why this is a good idea? S- sell me why you just cost me $35 million this year to have these two guys play quarterback. <laughs> and to really probably not play quarterback. Right. Right. Like, Sam Bradford went healthy is fine. Like, he's been, no, a, he's, sh- but like, you can't trust him to be healthy. No. But then you have to make sure you have a good backup. 
and then you pick Mike. How does Mike Glennon continue to get jobs? Like Joe, you you might know. Like how, got, when you're so bad at things, how do you continue to work on the moon? Oh man, uh, thanks. Elliot. You should be able to relate. You should be able to relate him as a player, Joe, in your personal life. Yeah, you know it's that neck. You know it's just, <laughs> it, it just takes the distraction away from the defenders. The defenders are in awe of that neck, and you just have to cover all your bases, pretty much. So that's how I've gotten by in life. Hey, uh, Jake, put yeah. a uh, Mike Glennon face on a giraffe for us, would you? <laughs> find a good. Let's see uh, if I can find, find that. a good giraffe thing. I know they like to fight, like you know, in their necks and. Put Sam Bradford on the other one and just have them fighting for the. Yes. yes. Now, Elliot, you just mentioned just a quick pivot. You just mentioned we've been talking, obviously, rookies and randomness over the last little bit. The you mentioned, I think, on your show that you take Saquon over just about anybody. So with that being said, does that mean that basically out the gate, he's your like running back one, like before he even hits the NFL field? We're. We're talking about dynasty leagues, or we're talking yes, about please. Okay, yes, um, dynasty leagues. So yeah, to me, he is RB one. Um, I think the person you debate him with is Todd Gurley, and the reason I personally would take him over Todd Gurley is three years less of mileage, and you know he's going to be a top five, top six pick in the NFL draft. And anytime you get a guy like that, you know you're going to lock him into extreme volume. I think he's a better uh, pass catcher than Todd Gurley, and that's saying something because Gurley's really good in that area. I just think. You know, people keep trying to insult Saquon Barkley, and it's really funny when they do this. They're like, he's Darren Sproles if Darren Sproles put on 50 pounds. And to me, I'm like, if Darren Sproles put on 50 pounds, he would destroy the NFL. So I appreciate that. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're you're literally literally just reaching. So I I really think that in today's age, what you care about is you care about pass catchers, and I I think that you're you're talking about a guy that should see a hundred plus targets a year. You know, he's going to get a lot of carries and then he's going to split out wide and be highly involved in the game. And, you know, he's I think from day one, he's the biggest home run threat in the entire NFL from the backfield. So this is kind of interesting because uh, we actually, Elliot, we were in, you know, the startup uh, together and I had the one on one pick and I took Gurley, but I really kind of wanted to take Barkley. I wanted to actually trade back to like one point oh three and take Barkley, um, especially with your rules that you got. But um I was kind of really debating on that. And the only reason I didn't is because Barkley, as much as I like Barkley, I'm just not really sure if he goes to the Giants or whatever. Where do you think he's going to go? I don't think he's going one. I Again, I think it's going to be Darnold. I think if the Giants stay put, based on Gettleman's history, the way they acted with Barkley and the things that people say, I would guess the Giants. But I think the Giants ultimately trade back. So then... I think the Colts could trade back too. I think he could go four to the Browns. Then he go two to the Giants. I think he'd go seven to the Bucks. I think that's kind of his floor. I think on the Bucks he could be absolutely fantastic. Right. Um, I mean, not with Jared McKinnon there to steal all of his carries. So here, here's the thing. Did they sign McKinnon today? Nah, they no, not yet. But I'm just really hey, hoping it. Here's happens. what I'm getting at, though. <laughs> so say he goes to the Browns. You got Duke Johnson pass catching back. You know he can throw him in the slot, whatever. So that kind of takes a little bit out of that value. And then you got the Giants. Not really a lot of competition. You know, maybe Stewart, but that's going to be that's really negligible or that's really nothing. So, um, 
really, I guess, where is your ideal landing spot be- besides him slipping to like the Bucks? So, I think it, if anyone takes Saquon Barkley or whoever takes him, he's going top ten. I saw some tweets out there like a month ago, oh, yeah. like he's he's, got he's it, not yeah. going top ten, and I was I responded to all of them like you you name the amount and we can bet on it right. I'd now. be shocked if he goes outside the top five. Shot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, he's not he, getting he, past Tampa Bay at seven. There's no way. That's the floor. That's the absolute floor for him. Um, the thing is, Jake and I have talked about this before, but trusting that coaches are going to use this guy as a hu- properly is a huge factor in this, right? So, because with the Browns, with Duke Johnson, they should both be on the field at the same time, right? Like Saquon right. Barkley should never come off the field for Duke Johnson. You should just have two backs, and you should split them out wide, and you should get really creative with what you can do, and then he should, should. Be still be on the field. So. I guess, but if I had to trust the coaching staff, I would trust Shermer a lot more than Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, I think, is the only person in the league that could ruin Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah, because he—he—that's like his specialty. You that. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look at look at the, this is this is getting off Saquon Barkley. Didn't even Barkley play Nijoku, man, at all. They had nothing to lose. Didn't even play him that much. No one wants AJ McCarron when they don't have to give anything up for him. Nobody is talking to AJ McCarron, and the Browns try and Hugh Jackson tried to trade a second round pick for. Him. But with Barkley, like you're literally getting just an incredibly dynamic playmaker who can hit the home run at any point in time. I basically think he's gonna he can do what Alan Kamara does, except instead of for 15 touches for 25. And if you get that kind of player that's gonna get that kind of volume, he can he can just absolutely crush yeah. from a fantasy perspective. And I think, Is I there... think a, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the Giants, I mean, Shermer talked about it where he's like, if you can't catch passes, I have no interest in you. And we just saw the way they used McCaffrey. And I think you would basically get the McCaffrey and Stewart role. Like, if the Giants draft Barkley, Stewart's going to be like a fun cheerleader. Like, whoever signs it, like, they're not going to care that they just spent $3 million on Jonathan Stewart. Like, you can go hang out on the sideline and watch Barkley. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If, if, if Barkley yeah. up, he'll get some playing time. That's it. Yeah, I, I think Barkley is legitimately like I know I know analytics Twitter, which I am kind of part of a lot of times, is like all about like, hey, you don't take a running back early in the first round, first round at all. But he's like the one guy, he's the guy that you want in the NFL that can catch catch passes, you can create mismatches, you can put in the slot, you can put them out wide, you can I mean you can do anything with him. You can get so creative. And so I I feel like I mean, I don't have a problem with him taking or taking him at 101. I really don't because you can use him in so many so many different ways. He's not just the standard running back. I think the biggest problem is that people call him a running back because that's not what he is. Like you're not talking about a guy that you're handing the ball 20 times in between the tackles like a Leonard Fournette last year. You're talking about right. exactly. a guy you're it's like what made Christian McCaffrey valuable and some people are trying to say that he was bad his rookie year and his running numbers weren't efficient but where he contributed and what matters is the passing game, and that's where he was excellent. So you're really drafting basically Le'Veon, a more explosive Le'Veon Bell is what you're drafting. There you go. A, a more explosive David Johnson. Like David Johnson meets LaShawn McCoy. Um, you're talking about a guy that's you're going to put in the slot and you're going to have him beat linebackers all day long, and all of a sudden five-yard passes become 80-yard passes. Yeah, and and the other difference is is like those running back. He's not catching dump off passes. Like he can, and he can turn it up field. He could juke the shit out of all your defenders. But like he also can go twenty yards down the field and catch it. You know, like he's he's got that yeah. wide Wheel out ability. Pivots, yeah. Whatever whatever route you want to call it, like he exactly. can one wide receiver routes. He's 
the, the play against the USC in the Rose Bowl, he goes to the edge and he stiff arms the guy. He makes like two people miss, and then they have three guys bearing down on him, and he jukes so hard he makes all three people miss, despite the fact that they're each like two yards apart. Yeah, that was <laughs> that's insane. And then out of that, he explodes, and then he goes all the way. Like he, yeah. Like, listen, this might begin a little questionable, but like if you just looked at his body at the combine, like Ew. he he doesn't look like any other running back you've ever seen. Like at 233 pounds around a 4-4 flat and like his legs and power clean and squat and bench and and vertical and everything. Like he's just – there's not an athlete like him at the running back position. And then you add in all those other skills. You're just – you're talking about such a unique player. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he was in the like top 10 of almost all those metrics for a running back at his weight in the last almost 20 years. I mean he's a, he's a freak and he's not just athletic. He's also a damn good football player. Right. This isn't Kalen Balage. Like he right. he also is good at football. Like incredible right. at football. And like the funny thing is I love when people point out his bad games. Like people point out the Ohio State game like he had 21 carries for 40 plus yards or whatever it was. He also returned a punt for a touchdown and scored another <laughs> touchdown. So you added two touchdowns to a game. That's any running back that's a good, <laughs> two two big plays in a game for a running back is good. And the other is he got tackled behind the line of scrimmage nine times in that game. Two were his fault. And, you know, people keep talking about, you know, he tries to bounce outside too much. And then Graham Barfield comes out with a study about how he averages over nine yards per carry when he bounces outside. Like, if I average nine yards per carry every time I bounce it outside, I'd bounce it outside too. It's like, if this always works, why would I stop doing it? So I think he can be better between the tackles too. But the fact that he's, you know, he's breaking all these big runs, I think is exactly what you're looking for out of today's running back. Yeah, it's not a... It, it has the element of Marlon Mack from last year, but it's where you can hit the home run and he bounces it outside a lot, at least what I saw from Marlon Mack. But then <laughs> it's just not even close to Marlon Mack at all. You've got like 20 pounds on the dude and, you know, can run away from him twice over. I mean, it, he really is elite. And, and to piggyback from that, like top five or top 10, wherever the hell he goes, like Fournette went four last year, Zeke went four the year before. I think Saquon's better than both those dudes. I mean, he's I, way ahead of Fournette. It's not even close between him and Fournette. I think he's. No, yeah. I think he's closer to Zeke, but I, I still think he. Is I think better he's better than, than Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, and then I think he's better than Gurley. But I think uh, Gurley's big. He Gurley's coming off the ACL, but Gurley was a right. physical freak as well. And we, and we see that what, this 10? year, right? Like Gurley's biggest value, all those games where he was going nuts, was he was catching five passes and they were going for touchdowns because you were getting him in the open field. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's just when you get guys like this, when you can scheme guys like this and get them in plus matchups and get them in the open field, like he's he's easier to get open than your outside receiver. And he's more dangerous face than than any outside receiver than any receiver there in the NFL. So, like, I just think you have such a unique prospect that we keep labeling him as a running back. And that's a mistake because I don't if, think that's, that's if, what. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're you're good. I was just saying that Gurley, you hit on it like. Gurley is in the perfect spot for for Gurley. His but if you were to put Saquon on the Rams, his right. ceiling would be like that right. much higher than Gurley. Like we're not debating Gurley is better than Saquon, but if you put Saquon in that position, but we still have to factor in where they're going to land to be realistic of their fantasy value. So if you put Saquon on the Rams, I'm sorry. Saquon is just leaps and bounds above Gurley. But Gurley on the Rams is his optimal you know, landing, you know, it's just he's RB1 right now for me. Um, and I'm not gonna, you know, That's move fair. from that until I kind of see where Barkley goes. Although oh, I say Barkley is far and above, you know, the elite talent. Yeah, that's a fantastic oh. 
point, Joe, and I, I think I'm on the same wavelength as you, is it's it's a little bit risky to take Saquon uh, you know, in the mid-first round of a dynasty startup, let alone taking him as RB1 over Gurley. I mean, it's it's very risky. Um, obviously, if you're rebuilding, you probably go Barkley. If you're if you feel like you're going to get ten, you'd go Gurley. But that landing spot with 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 unknown landing spot with Barkley, and then we know where Gurley is and the situation he is in, and we saw what could come of that last year. You, I think you have to go go Gurley there in a in a startup position, just That's because fair. it's so it's, it's so safe. You know, the other thing though is if you want to go Barkley, there. if you want to go Barkley, do what Joe tried to do, like try to trade down one or two right. positions. Yeah, I took Barkley. I took Barkley <laughs> in our latest DLF mock at one hundred five. Yeah, I took yeah, him at like one eleven the other day wow. in a DLF mock, and I was like, I can't believe he's still here. Yeah, but that's, that's like if you if you could tell me I could put him on any team, right. and I would just trust the hell out of the fact that they knew how to use him. If you put him with Bill Belichick oh, yeah. with they throw the ball to running backs and they create matchup issues. Like he'd average like 180 yards all purpose per game. Yeah. That's the only scary part is we don't know where he's going to go and we don't know if the coach is going to utilize it properly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, you just got to, you know, you got the ceiling. I mean, Barkley's not going to bust. You know what I mean? He's an elite talent, but man, the, we're just hoping that he doesn't get, uh, you know, misused. But anyways, he's going to have a top, Top landing spot, top pick, no fear. Because yeah, whoever whoever takes a running back that high is gonna have to get a feature. Yeah, you, if you t- if they take him and then don't use him, <laughs> they'll use. I mean, they'll they'll definitely use him. Definitely I mean, the Jets might take might him. Will they use him the correctly? Jets, right. The Jets I take mean, him at six, they may split carries with him and Crowell. I mean, that's that's the one worry because Crowell is this amazing player. <laughs> J Mike's just playing clips of Barkley on this screen yep. right now. I just I I just want to let it wash all over people to let, to let them know <laughs> the the Iowa context game, of what you're talking Put that about. Iowa yeah. game. Do that Iowa oh, game. Oh, you that said, Iowa game's porn. Oh, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I might not be able to finish the that, whole that linebacker show. he was going up against was a good was a good player. Josie Jewel, yeah, he's one of he just he made him look like a little baby. He like did. he really did. And you could tell he was trying so hard to keep up with him. He might <clears throat> Saquon Barkley did multiple things in that game that shouldn't be physically possible. Seriously. Like he he leaped over one defender and while in midair broke another tackle to land on his feet and then run another six yards for the first down. His I mean, start, one down. Yeah, his start stop ability is ridiculous. It's not the, fair. The play where he like I don't even know how to explain it, but he 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 like juked a defender on the sideline, stayed inbounds and then did like a mini kind of like stutter step and then realized he needed to cut back and then you saw like turf flying. Like you just saw like piece of black like turf <laughs> flying everywhere and he somehow cut it back and was gone. I was like, "What the That was like the moment. That was the moment when I realized I was watching somebody that was better than the normal RB one prospect of you know rookie draft. This was this was an elite talent coming to the NFL that you needed to prepare for because he wasn't going to be on the same level as any other running back. Yeah, uh, he's this this Iowa game. You're right. You <laughs> two two plays in. And you it's like, well, this you're is, uh, I'm probably breaking all sorts of like, infringement type stuff. Um, 
So obviously, I do not own this video. Please don't come after me, uh, whomever whomever does own this video. I think this show is now sponsored by Saquon or of yeah. sorts. I mean, I saw Graham yeah, I just, Barfield got liked by one of his posts by Saquon today. That was pretty cool. Listen, I got uh, I got yelled at by Darius guys for one of my posts, so it's kind of the same. Did you? <laughs> That's funny. Wayne Gallman liked one of my tweets last year where I was ripping him about something. Um. I all I said was that Darius guys gave poor effort on a block play where he gave poor effort and he respond and I didn't tag Darius guys. I'm not I don't do that. I don't get people that do right. that when they they tag athletes. I didn't tag him or anything and apparently he just searches his name but he gave poor effort but he's like he was supposed to pass it sooner and I just let it go and people were liking it like oh Darius guys owned you. I was like <laughs> I was like, one, Darius guys didn't own me. Two, I'm not like a four year old where I'm about to get into this like battle with Darius guys on Twitter. But right. it doesn't mean that he didn't have poor effort on the play, even if he was supposed to do something else. But yeah, that was uh, that was unexpected when Darius guys started yelling at me. But Jamal Adams was retweeting a bunch of my stuff last year about him. Um, because I was saying a whole this is before the draft, not once the draft drafted him. But I was saying all kinds of nice things about him. And he was just tweeting them, retweeting everyone every day, and I was, or like for a few days in a row. I was like, "You're, thank you." Um, <laughs> and then I got super pissed when the Jets drafted him. So, all right, giant, so giant we, we, shout we've out. Talked, oh, we've talked plenty about uh, Saquon, I think. But what's what's real quick? Fire off your one hundred and two between uh, you four, Barkley. Yeah. I'm just saying. We mentioned we talked about Saquon. Should we talk about Barkley now? Because I mean, because he's the one <laughs> We did talk about Saquon now. What's his middle name? You ought to know this, Elliot. I, it sounds like you are the leader of this uh, cult. Daddy. I don't know. Be, his middle name is whatever you want to call it. Of all? Appropriate. Is it of all? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Certainly Josie Jewel's daddy. Um, my 102 is Darius, guys. Oh, yeah. Dar hey, so, Darius, uh, if you want to come out, come out and um, – Elliot's here apologizing to you essentially. So uh, he he is the 102 for him. Jake. You know what? I think I have Chubb at number two right now. Um I worry about Geis's durability a little bit. And uh he takes on so much contact. So uh I'd like to see Chubb get a chance to catch more passes. Um, but I think Chubb is my 102 right now. Woo! I'm I'm really close with you, Jake. Like Chubb is not far behind with guys. I'm I'm kind of I kind of want to put Chubb number two, but I've been kind of keeping it. Number three. Yeah, I, it. I'm I'm real close though. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I love Chubb. I really do. I got a Chubb for Chubb. Shoot, is this where I mentioned that he's not in my top five running back? Just went from just went from six to midnight. Wait, 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 wait. In case people didn't hear that, Elliot, six to Chubb. say that one more time. A complete sentence of what you just said, so people know where you stand. Um, I said, is this where I mentioned that Nick Chubb's not in my top five running backs? Who's that? who's ahead of Chubb? Let's just get that straight. Who's ahead of Chubb before we? Six, um, it's about to turn to the haters' ball. Hate, 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 uh, hate. I have it's Barkley, Geis, Michelle, John Kelly, Ronald Jones, um, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Pay no left. 
know if he has to pee or he's going to throw up. You're listening to the oh, podcast man. now. Pano just up and left. <laughs> we, no, I think he needs uh, another, he needs just just getting, another just bottle of wine. wine. Yeah, he's getting more rosé. So, so can I just can I throw something out there about Chubb? Um, for the record, the player, not what you guys were talking about right before that. Um, I think Chubb as a runner is as good as any running back in the class. Like I, I legitimately have no concerns about him as an in-between-the-tackles runner. I just have a ton of questions about him catching the football, running routes, and becoming a viable option in that way. So I think if you're going to talk about an in-between-the-tackles runner, he's as good as anyone there is. I just think that – you know, he didn't really catch passes at Georgia. His lateral agility never really quite returned after that knee injury. That's what a lot of people I talked to said, and that's what I thought. And even his um, his three-cone and stuff at the combine, like, it wasn't terrific. He was a very good athlete in all other measures of his game. And, you know, when I watched him catching the football, I didn't think he looked that comfortable with it. So, to me, if you're just talking about, you know, first and second down back in between the tackles guy, I think he's as good as any back in this class. But that's why he's lower for me because I value that aspect of someone's game so much. So to, I guess I'm burying the lead there in terms of I started with he's not a top five running back for me. But, <laughs> and he may end up ahead of Ronald Jones for me. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I really like Chubb for that role. I just don't know if he's going to develop that pass-catching aspect. And, you know, in PPR leagues, catching the football is everything. What were you thinking so for come, Leonard this Fournette is last from a year? Jordan Howard fan, though. It is coming from a Jordan Howard fan. And I've cooled down a lot on Jordan Howard okay. with, with Fox leaving. Because yeah, I hear you there. I hear you. Yeah, because I don't, I don't trust that role the same. So I sold all my Jordan Howard shares. Well, that's um, really smart. I got you. Um, but yeah, like I, I liked Jordan Howard last year because he was getting that huge workhorse back, uh, workhorse load. And I mean, they drafted Cohen, but they were still throwing the ball to Howard despite the fact that he couldn't catch. And mm-hmm. um, you know, he was getting the volume. And I think Chubb could really, I th- like, I think that's the ideal role for Nick Chubb. If you put him in a Jordan Howard like role, I think he could be fantastic. But his landing spots may be really good. I, I personally, I want to see him go to the Carolina Panthers in like the third round and pair up with Christian McCaffrey and basically become Jonathan Stewart 2.0. Because I think like in Jonathan Stewart's prime, I think that's kind of what you're getting at in Nick Chubb. Um, with Geis, I think he's more comfortable catching the football and looked a little better catching the football. I do agree with you, though, that um, that's, a, that's a major concern with his violent running style. People like to just point out that 2017 shouldn't count because he was hurt, but his violent running style leads to a lot of inter, uh, injuries. So, like, for me, right now, it's neck and neck with him and Sonny Michelle. I think Michelle could very end up easily end up being a better back than Geis because of that pass-catching ability, that open-field ability, um, and the pass-blocking ability because he's he's so good there. And that's that gets you on the field more. And the more you're on the field for third down, the more opportunities you get to catch the football, and they're going to be creative with you. Can I ask you a question about John Kelly real quick? Absolutely. Okay, so John Kelly was a guy who was really excited about watching, um, and I watched him some games that I was like, man, the Florida game, there's a couple other games that he looked really good early on in the year. Georgia Tech, there's a couple. Yeah, Yeah, the first, and those were the first, like, three or four games. And then he was, like, dead, gone, dead. Yep. And I'm wondering, as I was looking at it, I was like, okay, Tennessee sucks. I'm looking at their roster and I was looking at everything. I was trying to kind of put the puzzle pieces together and on tape, he looked awesome. Then, you know, you look at his production, it wasn't anything spectacular. And then you look at um, his testing and it was really subpar for, for what he was. And I was kind of thinking that he actually put on weight, which made him slower 
because that's the only thing I can justify for those times that he put up. Like he, he really put up some kind of slow times, disappointing times. Yeah, the um, three cone wasn't good. But yeah, um, and I was expecting a good three cone, which was going to be something that I was like hoping for him. But I'm thinking maybe he put on like 12 pounds or something, and it just kind of didn't catch up. What do you think about that? So he's getting a lot of comparisons to Cream Hunt because he basically weighed in at the same and his ability to break tackles. Um, it's interesting because Kareem Hunt did that. He he lost weight for the Senior Bowl to show his explosion, and then he put put on weight for the combine just to do everything, and then he didn't test very well. Kind of similar to John Kelly, and um, I I think with Kelly in terms of like his agility numbers, I don't even think necessarily he makes people miss as much as he make, makes people miss their target point, and he uses that along with his stiff arm and his contact balance to really. That's what he does to make people break tackles. And you mentioned the first four games of the year. Uh, first five, Through the first five weeks of the season, no one had more miscarries per – or sorry, forced more missed tackles per touch than John Kelly did. And then, of yeah, course, the entire – um, and, like, he's also a really good receiver. That's the other reason I really like him. And so this is this is something I, I talked with Mike Clay because I was so excited. I was like, dude, I found your Kareem Hunt, da 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 And he's like, yeah, his numbers suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really interesting because John Kelly smoked some weed and got suspended for a game. And, like, I know we're acting like Odell Beckham smoking weed is breaking news and we all need to lose our minds. But, like, I personally don't care. Also, for the record, Giants fans, no, that's not pizza crust. Stop trying to use that excuse. But uh, <laughs> um, Parmesan. You don't, yeah, hold exactly. you, don't, you don't hold pizza it, crust. It's, like it's funny because the exact same story you just shared was the exact same story I had with Russell Clay. Not Mike Clay, but Russell Clay. I was like, oh, man, I love this guy. I love John Kelly. And then we kind of were starting to chat about his like production profile. And I started digging into the numbers a little bit. I was like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do with this so guy. So here's, here's the really interesting thing. And this is why I don't quite know what to do with him either. Because I'm going off his film grade and his receiving ability and the fact that the year before his efficiency numbers were actually better than Alvin Kamara's at Tennessee. The whole team quit on Butch Jones after they lost the Georgia game. Like the whole team quit. And whenever you're running back behind an offensive line that quits and you watch the game, nobody was really doing anything. I almost kind of throw those games away. Now that, that might be being generous and that might be, you know, a situation where I'm trying to force John Kelly to be a little bit better than he is. But I just... In general, the agility numbers worry me a little bit less because I don't think flat out making people miss is what he does. And the fact that he's this short, compact runner with great power, that's a really good receiver that can, you know, has this great stiff arm and his agility is designed to get you off balance. Kind of like Dalvin Cook. Remember Dalvin Cook last year and he didn't have those good agility scores and people were like, I don't understand what happened. And you watch his jukes, it was more to kind of instead of making well, he's also out, a, zone, a zone scheme though so it's it's not True. as like necessary that's fair that's fair i was just trying to say that like i think some of kelly's late production is more to do with the team quitting than john kelly himself no it's kind of what i'm looking for because honestly I, it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't all add up so i'm kind of thinking it's somewhere in the middle and i'm trying to figure it out so i was legit legitimately uh just curious because i'm like i'm going through i'm watching the beginning tape and he looks amazing looking at the numbers and some of it doesn't add up. So there's gotta be more to the story. And, you know, they did lose a lot. They lost, you know, Dobbs, Malone, Kamara, uh, Garrett, you know, or not Garrett, sorry. They lost, um, you know, Derek Barnett, a few other players and stuff off Tennessee that just kind of, you know, the whole, they, yeah, the whole, program, went to sh- the whole yeah. program went to shit. And then like, I, I don't, I want to really stress that this is that like the, re- 
between the tackles, Nick Chubb is much better than John Kelly. It's the receiving ability that I value so much because, I mean, he caught, he had 45 targets, he caught 37 of them, and he was open all the time. In fairness, he, he only, he dropped three passes. He looks smooth. The other five were all targets. So, like, he, he made linebackers miss, like, almost routinely whenever they set him out and they put him in the slot some they did really use him as a receiver and they really highlighted that receiving ability and again that's what i'm really looking for to running back well the thing is the, the and i know that we don't want to talk about john kelly the rest of the night but the only thing that kind of puzzles me is like his draft position now if we're talking draft capital a guy who didn't put up like eye-popping numbers and didn't really have that great of times when we're watching the film, like, yeah, we like him on film and stuff, but I don't know. Where is he going to go in the draft? If he doesn't go, fourth I mean, he might go fourth or fifth round. Yeah. I mean, that's not so, going to really help you. Can I, can I clarify something real quick? Sure, Ken. These, these aren't my dynasty rankings. I haven't done those. These are my these are how I graded my running backs and right. what I would take. So I just want to make that real clear is that, like, John Kelly is a second-round dynasty guy that you're going for the ceiling with. I'm not taking him over. There you go. Um, that, I get you. Does that? Does that? I just want to make that clear in case someone's listening. This is, this oh, is based off. This is based off film. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you in terms of like the film and watching him and stuff. But putting it into context for like the listeners and their dynasty drafts and stuff, I think. That's okay. Important. Yes. So that's good. That's, that's good. That's I'm glad my we got to that. Um, yeah. No, no, no. You're good, man. You're, you're Elliot Crisp, bro. <laughs> Do you know, you know where to find me? You know where to find, you know where to find, you, find you, bro. We know where to find you. Uh, all right, so so we've gone we've gone way too long without showing love to everyone in the chat with us tonight. The chat is popping. Uh, so names and faces galore that we know and love uh, all over the place. So obviously, um, favorites Mike Stepney. What up? Uh, the butcher himself, Matt Threets, in here. Uh, Zach, one of the Dynasty Dummies, Dwight Peebles, Tyler Gee, uh, Bradley Harrison. The list goes on and on of people who are in the chat right now. I, think I, I wish I knew how to see this chat. <laughs> sure you have the real. link, Chris. Oh, yeah, oh yeah you click it. You click You click it. <laughs> I don't know where to find it. It was in the, so, the, the shared DM before the show. I even know yes. how to find it. There's a, there's a shared link. Bottle oh, of YouTube. wine. Yes, on YouTube. There's a share link, and then there's an actual uh, oh, link that we're in right now. Look at that. There's 200 <laughs> yeah. people in here? Yeah, just me. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, I just realized oh, that when this comes oh, and across, Derek, you, what up, Derek? you guys are seeing the opposite of me, so my hair looks way worse. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you guys are not getting a natural flow. You're getting against the grain. <laughs> I looked in the I looked in the YouTube. I was like, my hair is not as good as it looks like in real life. Like I'm having a good hair day. I look in the chat. I'm like, oh shit, this hair looks atrocious. It's like the backwards <laughs> against the green, like you said, Elliot. Like that's not flattering at all. You've got the you've got the, you've, you've got the um, Bruce Wayne Christian Bale going, bro. I'm like, I'm like I'm mean, like you know, <laughs> yes. Where is it? All right, so back to the chat real fast. Um, <laughs> so, several things that we need to address. Um, first of all, uh, Pano, Tyler Gunther says that he misses you. Um, what do you have I to say know. to Tyler? Because it's, it's been a while. I mean, once upon a time, you guys did a pod together. Uh, then you left the pod. Then you went on a sabbatical. And now you're back. You know, can, can you give him a quick update on your life? What's up, Tyler? Hey, I'm really glad uh, that you're in the chat right now. It just makes me think <laughs> one side in the lower region. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's good to see you, Tyler. 
I don't want I don't want to hold up the whole uh, podcast, but it's good to see you, Tyler. Uh, slide in my DMs. Tyler's not coming <laughs> on my podcast tomorrow. Tyler's my uh, oh. my guest. Oh, breaking news, breaking news here on the open really? bar. That's what's up. You can catch Tyler on. Oh, who's he covering? Who is he covering? <laughs> who is he covering? Uh, St. Brown. Yeah, yes, oh my God! Of course, yes, Tyler. Wow. Okay, Tyler. I will get to St. Brown. I'm sorry, I haven't responded. I'll send you the notes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tyler. Just kidding. Uh, another thing that we need to discuss, uh, yeah. Zach, one of the Dynasty Dummies. What up, Zach? Uh, he wants to know everyone's favorite member of the Paw Patrol. Now, this is probably only applying to the people with kids, so that's going to be you and I, Pano, and probably you too, Jake. Elliot has kids. He just doesn't really know where they are. Scattered <laughs> <laughs> they across the United States, maybe in a couple islands somewhere. S- several illegitimate children, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> They'll be coming around when he, he gets that uh, millionaire maker next year. They'll be like, all popping out of woodworks. Jay, Mike, Jake, can we Jake Pano, a description of what the Paw Patrol is? Because what? Paw. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help true. out. Paw Patrol. So obviously, I've got three young children. Uh, two of which are old enough to love the Paw Patrol. Uh, Paw Patrol is a group of either five or six animated dogs uh, who basically can talk. Uh, They have various powers to help them save the day for different people in distress. Uh, So, for example, Chase, he dresses up as a little cop, little police dog, and he's got various powers to like go and grab things or shoot nets. And they also drive little vehicles. So it's kind of a big deal uh, in, in my house. Uh, obviously, it's probably not as popping at your house, Gabe, where you know children aren't rustling about. But yeah, that, that that's what Zach wants to know. I thought you said like Paul Patrol initially. No, like... I'm sorry, Paul P A W W P A W. Amazing. So now we we have ponies and we have paws. We're we're working towards like building this dynasty roster of this is hashtag Dad Pod. Love it, love it, love it, love hey, it. Yeah, I'm I'm about to open my second bottle of wine, so I'm just saying. I'm about to get this thing Wait, real quick, my two cents on Paw Patrol. First off, I didn't know what this was before you brought it up, but there's a Paw Patrol scouting account on um, Twitter. That's like just someone that's the worst scouting I've account? ever seen. Um, I don't I don't know. If Let's it's pull a- them up and publicly shame them right now. No, Do you know what I thought. No. I thought that's what Elliot was doing. He's like, let me find this guy. I think it's like I think it's a parody account. Like I think it's a joke, but I'm not completely sure. And like he, I think he, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I, I see. Paw Patrol scouting. Nice. He Fat. he. I think he deleted his first few mock drafts, which were like written in different colors on each player, and then he would <laughs> he would debate back and forth with people, basically saying that I can drink and do scouting and take care of my kids at the same time and it was just the most absurd obs- obscure thing i've ever seen and so. people were loving it um <laughs> oh you is... like this guy elliot he's got josh allen ranked number one overall as far as uh just players in the yeah and uh sounds like we need to have this guy on next josh week. <laughs> what is it draft josh allen.com oh my <laughs> josh allen.com is amazing facts um <laughs> Yeah, his number sixth overall player is um, is uh, the wide receiver Lamar Jackson. He makes the wide receiver the sixth overall player, and in his latest mock draft, he has Dante Pettis, wide receiver, going second overall to the New York Giants. So 
They need an, they need more offensive weapons gotta have hot in the receiving game. Yeah, gotta have the hot so, takes. It's fantastic. Make it. fantastic. I mean, where, where would you be without our Darius Stewart takes, Elliot? I mean, come on. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> I'm so surprised that people I was don't... right. I was right there with Elliot on right there. We're gonna Darius. be right in the long run. We're gonna so be too. right in the long run. Um his tape was so fun to watch. When they but, threw him the ball. Yeah. Well, that's Alabama quarterbacks in general. Yeah. But, but can I mean I, I'm pretty confident Ardea Stewart can be a really good NFL receiver. Like that's like that's not crazy talk, correct? Correct? No. No. Okay. I just want to make sure that that's known because I think that he was really good at Alabama, incredibly underrated at Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I think that the same thing happened and kind of followed him to the pros. Like, I think he can be awesome. Get it, J-Mag. Get it. Get it. Sorry. He he gets open. He's a tough runner. I, I, I'll, I'll stop. I'm not. Anyway, one an another person that we do need to talk about, and three, thank you for bringing this back up, our homie himself, Samuel L. Jackson Watkins. Are we wheels up in Kansas City? Jake, I feel like this is our dream come true from months ago when we first talked about the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, you know how I feel about Sammy. I absolutely love his talent. I don't know exactly what to think about this landing spot as far as dynasty and fantasy goes. I, th I feel like it's somewhat of a similar situation as it was last year, even though I think – the Chiefs' offense is going to be more explosive, and they're going to take more shots downfield, which Jared Goff really did not do enough of, even though Sammy was getting open on a bunch of deep routes. Um, but does will he get the targets in Kansas City like he didn't in, in uh, Los Angeles? Because you have Tyreek there, you have Kelsey, you have Hunt, and uh, – Man, I just I hope he I hope he gets the volume there, and they paid him like they want to treat him as the number one receiver, and uh, I hope they utilize him properly, and I hope Mahomes you know gets him targets. That's that's my biggest thing. But um, man, Sammy's such a good receiver, and and I think he's being under undervalued in dynasty. But um, man, it's just it's tricky. I hope this is a, the best landing spot he's had. Um, I think it's fair to say it's a better city, but I'm sweating for fantasy. Uh, sake, that's for sure. I think that's the perfect way to analyze it. Like they, they are now a nightmare to match up with. Yeah, mm -hmm. they really yeah. are. Um, and they're gonna have so many vertical threats. And then if you overplay the vertical threats, Travis Kelsey's mm -hmm. underneath ability is gonna be terrific. And like they, they really set themselves up to just highlight Mahomes. I, th I think the person that helps is Mahomes. And it, oh, for sure. And yep. I think it knocks Tyreek down a little bit and knocks Sammy down a little bit. See, this is why it pisses me off because all the Rams fans were like, oh, yeah, we don't need Sammy Watkins, you know, like, oh, it wasn't even like the focal point of the offense. And he got like progressively more, you know, in tune. He had eight touchdowns. He, he was just continuing to get better and better. Like as the season went on, you can't expect the first year, you know, for a receiver just like to be the focal point of the offense. But. He goes to Kansas City. You have Travis Kelsey. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Kareem Hunt. You know, if you were in, in St. Louis, you'd have Gurley. You'd have Woods. You have Cup and stuff. But, like, I, that's where I don't understand. Why wouldn't he be worth it to pay in L.A., you know, or for the Rams? And now people in, like, Kansas City were like, oh, yeah, that was a really smart move. But people in L.A. are saying, yeah, like you shouldn't re-sign him. I don't understand NFL fans. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, why are people so stupid? 
like now he's going to the Chiefs who have you know Travis Kelsey like I, I already said it I don't I just don't get people sometimes like it doesn't make any sense he would have been smart to resign I, in LA he should have done it can I can I give you some life advice on something that's really helped me do it <laughs> Let's get it. Don't drink as much wine. Is that what you're gonna tell me? I'm out. Go for it. Go have for less that. kids. Have have less kids. Well, that goes with less, the wine, bro. Less. I mean, like you know, if I cut down the wine, I might have less kids. So if you <laughs> if you think about how dumb the average person is, right, mm-hmm. and then you think, wow, fifty percent of people are dumber than that, it makes you like much more comfortable with some of the takes you see. <laughs> why i love elliot yeah but but you're right like the sammy Watkins thing like listen everyone plays a role and individual numbers aren't the only way to describe someone being good and if someone's going to constantly open things up over the top then all these underneath receivers are going to be able to have more success i mean we you see it with teams all the time and sammy Watkins is an elite deep threat i mean if you watch his film he gets open all the time that's what he does and i don't understand like last year it was sammy Watkins is an elite talent but he can never stay healthy and now it's well, Sammy Watkins stayed healthy this past year, but no, I don't think he's an elite talent anymore. Like, I don't. He's also twenty-four years old. God, yeah. people are so dumb. Yeah, he's gonna be twenty-seven at the end of this next contract, and he's gonna hit it again. Yep. And anybody that bangs on Sammy and says the talent is bangs on him, bangs on him, bangs bang, the table, bang. bangs the table, bangs the table, like dunks on. We need more. Or, Gabe, or we need more. Pounds the table, Joe Williams style. Bang, bang. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or doesn't bang the table for Sammy. I think clearly didn't really watch the tape last year because golf just didn't take shots downfield, and Sammy is routinely open downfield. And I thought he looked fantastic last he had, year. He had eight touchdowns in limited duty. 39 catches. And he was healthy. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I mean, anyways, uh, people are stupid. That's the that's the summary right there. It's good for the Chiefs. Really good for Mahomes. You know? It's great yeah, I, think, I think there'll I guess, be more I guess, of a discount. I mean, even more so. I, I, I'm sure people are sweating Hill, Kelsey, and Hunt more than, you know, out in the Rams with Woods and... Uh, Cooper Cup. <laughs> I'm sure people hey, are me... sweating the Chiefs more than they would the Rams complimenting wide receivers or receiving targets. So he's probably going to be more of a discount than he Everett, was. Everett's got to get a little bump out of this, you know. Everett, Everett was. I was always trying to figure out where those targets were going to come for Everett in year two. They're coming. The other can thing we is... can we talk? I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I want to ask you guys where you take Mahomes, and I'm just going to go through some names. Tell me if you take the person that I name or you take Mahomes in if it's a dynasty startup. No, no, no. Forget. Uh, yeah, we'll go dynasty startup. Or do can you just I, want to go for next? Can I just say my one point? Because it was exactly please, please related do. to that before we do this. Is that I think a huge part with Mahomes is whether or not you trust Andy Reid to open up the offense. Um, if you're going to mm-hmm. trust them to take all these shots because it's set up perfectly for him to succeed. Like they could not have built better weapons around him. But historically, and you, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just wonder yeah. that aspect of it. So now we, we can absolutely play that game. The, I think the fun thing, though, is with Andy Reid, he tends to be someone who's very creative in play calling. Yes. The the the, the question just becomes, <laughs> one, does he go through his drought where he forgets about Kareem Hunt again? Because if he does, that will be egregious and almost unforgivable. <laughs> Two, will he will – he, 
be as creative um, in, in terms of being diverse for everyone in the offense and not just trying to do special things for Tyreek or trying to do special things just for Sammy or just trying to do special things just for Kelsey because I feel like he can he he plays flavor of the game often as opposed to making sure that he maximizes them throughout entire games. Uh, so I think that'll be interesting, something to watch as well. Yeah, fantastic, good stuff. Let, let's let me go through these names real fast. Um, are you doing? Uh, are you doing just a regular like start one or a super there, J Mike? No, it's just a heads up. Just just heads up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going versus ADP. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume we're not taking Pat Mahomes over the top five, which is Wentz, Rogers, Russ Wilson, Watson, Cam Newton. Is that okay? Can we put that to bed? Yep. Move on. Wonderful. Jimmy G, Pat Mahomes. I think I'd take Pat Mahomes on on surely, surely based on upside. Okay. Same. Especially look at who he's throwing to compared to who Jimmy G is. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy is going to be a, an amazing fantasy quarterback. I think he's going to be a really good real life quarterback, but Mahomes has as QB one type upside, and I don't think J- Jimmy G. Oh, is sure he anywhere does. Close to yeah, that. he does. Jimmy has has QB one upside. I mean, I'm just, talking like the, the QB one, the QB one, oh, yeah. not yeah, just yeah. a QB one. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, I, hear you. The I think that from Jimmy G is the most likely quarterback to get laid tonight of any quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That upside is immense. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, when I'm drafting, that's what I'm looking for. Is my quarterback going to get laid? That's what that's I need to know. Confidence, like, man. I need, I need him to be confident. Get paid, get laid. Let me know. Because if he's not, I don't want him on my team, bro. Those efficiency metrics Nick are outstanding. 49ers. Got it. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Come on. All right. Uh, all right. So just to give you a heads up for March ADP on DLF, shout out to Dynasty League Football. Jimmy G uh, is March ADP for QBs. He's QB6. QB6. Absolutely bonkers. It's crazy to me. To Matt Threat right now. He said Jimmy G spot. That's what I'm talking about right there. Jimmy G spot. <laughs> nice. My man. That's good. That is good. Well done, Threat. Well done, Threat. Feel it, Matt. Matt. Uh, all right. Mo- moving on. Andrew Luck. Pat Mahomes. I'm taking Mahomes just because Andrew Luck's shoulder, shoulder scares the hell out of me. Who's Andrew yeah. Luck? Where is <laughs> okay. Jared Goff, Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes. I think okay. Mahomes is going to be all these guys. Let, I mean, let me go if these Watkins was on the Rams, I would have taken Goff, but no, he's let on me, the Chiefs. <laughs> let, me go, let me go through the next few just in case y'all don't have any love affairs with these next few people. Marcus Mariota. So here's the Pat thing Mahomes. that I'm really scared about <laughs> is that Joe and I are in a super flex league where he picks another one of us as a quarterback and he picks now. And then I pick in two picks. That's right. That's why I'm <laughs> dragging <laughs> that. And you're asking me to <laughs> label which quarterbacks I like yeah. to pass from home to golf before. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. That's anybody fantastic. else want to play? already gone. I understand that, but if I start telling you how much I like a couple of these guys, dude, I listen to all your just, podcasts, Mofo. Hey. Okay, I, I know, I know who you like. Okay, it's no secret. Elliot, just, we all know who you like. We, we, we all know where to find you. We know you on Twitter. We all know where to find you. Not like you're some, you know, recluse. Okay, we know. Okay, so At in draft that, daily pod. We just give us a name. Just a name. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston is someone I'm. I really think is going to. Crush I just drafted him. him. 
<laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, so, so you go, Jam- So you go, Jameis over Mahomes. Yeah, because I think his weapon situation is the same. <laughs> what about you guys? James I would, I would, I would go Jameis pretty easily. I mean, Jameis. Okay. I think Jameis is a huge buy low candidate right now. Yeah, I can't even believe he's the eleventh overall guy. I mean, they were talking Russell Wilson versus Jameis last off season. When he was healthy last year, too, he was really good. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know, maybe I'm a little obsessed with this idea, but the fact is that if he, Joe, you couldn't go, you couldn't leave the podcast while I was talking about who I liked. Um, <laughs> could save me. I had to get on a different computer to draft. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it, and especially if they if they had a guy like Saquon Barkley, what you could do with that is just immense. Last last one I want to get to. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Newly newly minted Minnesota Viking or Pat Mahomes? I think you might take Kirk just for the safety. Yeah, that that's floor ceiling type of man. I think Kirk is gonna kill it with the Vikings. I mean, how does he not? He's been top five the last two years, right? Hasn't yeah. he? Didn't I see that? How does he, how does he not? So so with that exercise, Filippo. <laughs> Filippo. Yeah, man, he's got solution. That's next level analysis, right there. Just say one word and then stop speaking. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> so that's so. So basically, you you guys just want to recap. We we took you took him ahead of Jimmy G. You took him ahead of Andrew Luck. You took him ahead of Jared Goff. You took him ahead of Mariota. Only people that you had in front of him was Winston and Cousins, which would put Pat Mahomes squarely in the. Eight position. I did not say Dak, but I figured that people are hating Dak right now. We can do Dak. Dak versus Mahomes. I I, I really like Dak. I yeah, I like I, I picked Dak. Okay. Dak ahead of Mahomes. I think this is a this is such a great exercise of recency bias. No where doubt. If a guy has a couple of bad goodness. games, like Dak had has eighteen great games and six bad ones, and if you put that over the course of twenty four instead of eighteen straight good ones and six straight bad ones, you'd be everyone would be all in on Dak. Yeah, and like, the, the coaching there is a is a concern though. Absolutely, conservative. yeah. I mean, that's that's we've my won. biggest concern about Dak. We've seen Mahomes play one game. No, for yeah. sure. And I I I have questions about Mahomes. Like, there's some things that scare the hell out of me about his game, but I just I see the upside, and the upside is immense. Here's a question. Pano, Dakar. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Pano, you Dakar. Two are so Mahomes. cute. All podcast, by the way. No, you no, 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 no. Who? I look cute. <laughs> it's like I a bad game your, of telephone. Can I see your wins? Hey, <clears throat> you know, it's after the after the pod. So what's ne- what's up now? Dak or who? Mahomes. Dak or Mahomes? Oh uh, man. Um, I'm going to go. Man, shit. Mahomes has got the weapons. Damn. That's all right. We can all right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dak. Okay. What about Trubisky after today? I, true change. The other true change for 2018. I love I love Trubisky last year. He was my quarterback one, which I probably was maybe wrong about, but 
um, <laughs> just because I, I wasn't a huge Watson guy, but um, which well, I am now. Which guys, I am now. It's, it's been fun. You guys have a good night. That was just completely <laughs> inappropriate for you to say something like that. Oh, that's not creepy at all. That the door just swung open. With Dude, what was up with the door? That that? That's, that's my girlfriend, guys. I have like, I have like five more minutes before she murders me for being in this podcast because she's trying to sleep. <laughs> like, Elliot, come to bed. By the way, we have about two hours left, Elliot. <laughs> Dude, Gabe, you have a different look like every single time I see you. Like, he does, you have, doesn't he? You have a mustache with the long hair. Joe Dirt. I mean, we got Joe Dirt and Philip Rivers Joe and. Dirt. Yeah, he was like a Spanish conquistador one time. Should have seen the cornrows, man. The cornrows. I did see you that was, trying to take I a guess. jump shot in a garage. With, yeah, I mean, I don't Short know. What, shorts. Short shorts. Short shorts. Some cut off jean jeans. Shorts. Jean shorts. It's it's really it's really interesting that J Mike actually shorts. chooses to like you know recognize you on air. So, it's my man. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> My dude, <laughs> I'm gonna try to pull it up on Twitter so people can see it real fast. Oh man, so sexy! Y'all, can, y'all, y'all talk about something. <laughs> um, well, Bears, real quick. Uh, our, boy, uh, our boy, our boy, hey Rob, he gone. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna be real good for uh, too risky. Shout out to Eddie Doug Doug Eddie. That's his name. But um, I, I think they get, they get pretty good with um, that addition, and um, it was pretty interesting that Jaguars let that go and then let Dante Moncrief slide in. That was um, okay. Speaking of, by the way, this, this is kind of amazing to me that we continue to question whether or not Sammy Watkins is good, but every year Dante Moncrief does nothing, and every year people are like, dude, Dante Moncrief is This is it. <laughs> this is the year. His touchdown efficiency is unbelievable. He's also what broken seventy yards like four times. Yeah, like people need to realize that the way he tests and the way he plays are two different things. He's not right. this vertical right. threat, right? Destroy you with his speed kind of guy. It's not who he is. It's a. We need to stop taking one number and assigning it to someone from now until the day they die. If one more person tells me that Jarvis Landry runs a four seven seven, I'm going to lose my mind. So you're saying that player profiler is is not as useful as like we think it is is that what you're saying i'm not knocking player profiler no. before you know we, no i'm 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 really not saying that to knock player profiler but i go there all the time and i'm like <laughs> but wait he runs you know and i'm i'm saying that from an i'm guilty kind of perspective like we do that as a society we 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 like go to their their time their fastest time or their slowest time, and that's what we think of. You know, it's the recency bias. The or... two times they've ever run it, we take the yeah. two times yeah. they've ever run it exactly combine seven years ago, and we apply it from now on throughout the course of human history. We don't even care that Jarvis Landry ran it with a pulled hamstring. We and don't. It we is don't useful. Need to to it is end. useful, but oh, it at is. the same it time, it, it's not something to get fixated on, like you said. I it's thought Josh. I thought Josh uh, Herzmeyer, he was on the Fantasy Feast with Evan Silva and Ross Tucker. I thought he did a great job of kind of devaluing the combine to a certain way and, and how they're using next-gen stats to kind of figure out how these guys are actually using their athleticism on the field with football pads on and actually you know, moving the way they move on a football field rather than at the combine. 
Um, I thought that was super interesting. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, I thought that was really good. Yeah, absolutely. And my basic point is that your athletic profile when you're 21 years old, <laughs> testing it out one time and and shorts, is not your athletic profile for the rest of your life. Right. And you know, there's a lot of things that factor into all these times. I mean, there. I, th- I think someone did a study last year about how guys who do the broad jump before the 40 as opposed to after the 40 end up running like a half a tenth of a second slower. And like, there's a lot of different things. So I just, I think that the, the 40 time is just not the end all be all in terms of whether or not someone is faster and a super athletic player. Just, I mean, it's just my opinion. It's a good opinion. Well, well, the other thing too, just let's just keep in mind. Come on. Hey guys, I want to make a serious point here. I want to make a serious point. I need your focus. You can't you can't make a serious point. Focus, pay no focus. Okay. So (laughs) what I'm trying to tell you is that Kareem Hunt on playerprofiler.com ran a four six two. But obviously, there were lots of runs last season where people could not catch him from behind at all. So I don't know if he was rocking the green mouthpiece like Gabe. I don't know if his dreads have the same hang time as Gabe's cornrows. Um, I don't know if his head fakes as good as Gabe's. I don't know if his perfect form with the elbow in looks like Pistol Pete Maravich with this jumper that he's about to pop off is as good as Gabe's. Oh, money shot. I see you. Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> bro, those are some short shorts, bro. No, no, no. Those make me so uncomfortable. Because <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> so why are you like, why are you about to shoot a jump shot in your garage? <laughs> garage. That's, that's what I want to know. It's like, it is not you, basketball. you have a mouthpiece in, man. You're Bruh, about that, to shoot a that's jump. That's what happens. That's what happens when ball is life, Payno. When ball is life, <laughs> ball this. is life. What like, you do. like, where is the basketball hoop you on the know? other side of the garage? There like, there five I don't understand. I'm there so confused. No, I'm just practicing the pump fake. This oh. is just a, shooting. This is just a photo shoot for Gabe. Damn. Guys, but the kicks, though. The kicks, though. He's. <laughs> are those Nikes and New Balances? Are you mixing them? They're I'm and ones. Sure. They're and ones. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Professor oh. 2.0s. <laughs> yeah. Those shorts. Do you have yellow highlighter on the inside? I yeah. yeah. I got like, some. Uh, I can't zoom any further. What is going on? <laughs> the neon compression like, shorts. Geometry class got a little too hot and heavy. You had some just, like rubbing the yellow highlighter on you or something. Like, what is going on there, buddy? Bro, your, your hang time, though. Gearing of all time. Hang man. time. Hey, you still got the little that little beard thingy. A little whatever you call it. What do you call that? Handlebars. The handlebars. Yeah, I guess that's. Oh, man, 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 that's yeah, really, that's really white for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's a different level. It's a, I can't. Elliot, I can't stop know. screen sharing this. I think I'm. I think I'm done showing my face for the podcast. I'm man, not worried. Live too. We are live. <laughs> so live. Guys, I gotta I gotta run here in a second, but just real quick before before I hop off, I just have a question about player profiler in general. Oh shit! Um, I brought it up when like when you I just looked up Kareem Hunt for example, and then it says best comparable player is Isaiah Crowell. 
And then if I click on Isaiah Crowell, it says best comparable players, Chris Ivory. <laughs> to me, like Chris Ivory and Kareem Hunt could not be any more different. Yeah, they are. Dangerous they are. rabbit hole to do the comparables. <laughs> They're very Elliot, Elliot, no. Look, listen, Elliot, they are all black and have dreadlocks. You stop it. They are they are very much alike. You cut it out. Oh my god, it's so funny though. Because he brings up a great point. He brings up a great point. That that's how you compare players. Yeah. All white running backs and all white receivers are all only allowed to compare it to other ones. And dark skinned players are compared to dark skinned players, light skinned players are compared to light skinned players. And if you then have dreads on top of being black, then you are only allowed to then be compared. I mean, Ed McCraft, Ed McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey. Hello, they are the same player. <laughs> Dude, you know, let's Dude, be honest every, here, guys. Every running they back both catch passes. I mean, every running back that has dreads gets compared to Jamal Charles. It's just <laughs> every year, every year. And then if he's a little bit bigger, then he's Melvin Gordon. Like those are the, those are the two two guys you're allowed to be. And it's we gotta we gotta learn that you don't just compare it to people based on who they look like. And I can't I can't have a serious conversation while this picture is scrolling up and down in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you already so, saw what happened when he tried to talk about Kareem Hunt with that picture in the background. <laughs> we got no, we got nowhere. Guys, I like, I got, so so so, but Elliot, before you go, can you plug away what 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 you're doing, what you're up to? Plug plug away, sir. Uh, yeah, guys. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Elliot Christ. Um, I'm doing the Draft Daily podcast every day. I have a new guy on to break down a different prospect from now until the draft. Um, so there's 44 more days to go. So right now I'm on pace for about 87 and 90 podcasts. I'm going to see if I can get it to 100 strictly for the sake of just saying that I did 100. I doubt it. I really don't think you can do it. Well, now <laughs> I think that's that's directly trying to get me to do it. But yep, pretty much. Um, there, there's a lot of really good episodes in there, and if you're your dynasty people, I think it's it's excellent. Or if you're just a fan of the NFL draft, because we got a lot of uh, defensive guys, and you know, it's not just my opinion. If you guys think I'm an idiot, there's someone else every day to tell me uh, why I'm wrong about certain guys or whatever it is. So uh, check the pod out, Draft Daily Pod, and I appreciate it. Let me remind you that Elliot is the guy that stood on the table and told you Kareem Hunt was amazing and deshaun watson he went toe-to-toe with everybody and went off on those two players while everybody mocked him and he came out on top that's elliot christ for you right there yeah my man and we're just gonna ignore the mike williams take so i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) thanks a lot elliot we appreciate you man thank you guys for having me this is a blast thank you elliot have a good one later Hey, I'm still here. Yeah. All right, now there we can go on to the actual analysis. We can get into. <laughs> yeah, the we can finally get into it now. All right, I am ready to go. Hey, J Mike, <laughs> uh, you know, Gabe and J Mike, I'm ready to hear you guys. Yeah, Jake's I feel been bad. talking a lot. No, oh, I can't keep up with your loud mouth. <laughs> That's good. We uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes J Mike need and I need to just uh, learn. You know. And uh, you know that's what life's Don't all bring about. J. Mike Learn and this. cope. Oh Don't yeah. Bring J. Mike. Yeah. Well, we, I don't think J. Mike's here anymore. I think it's just me and my doppelganger. Oh, <laughs> J. Mike left us. Okay. All yeah. Right. <clears throat> I'm, 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 I have turned into my spirit animal, which is Joe, Joe Dirt Rose. <laughs> Joe Dirt Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Notice how I didn't even say my first name. I just said Pano. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Yes, you, you are. You are Payno, though. It's it's, but, it's weird. It's true. So, 
I, I do want to hear real quick because um, who knows how many more open bars we'll have before before the draft. The so so Pano, I feel like I don't know if you walked away out of disgust when Elliot was going over his top five running backs. <laughs> was there something that was it was it was partially discussed just because he put John Kelly in the top five and ahead of Nick Chubb. That was all. That was offensive to me. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I will say this. He is the guy that kind of he I do I do owe a lot to Elliot in terms of like what he's taught me in film watching and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like, oh yeah, I know more than him. I just think John Kelly is gonna fall and, and he said it himself after we, we talked it out. Is in the NFL draft when it comes, you know, John Kelly's not gonna be drafted that high. He's probably gonna draft, you know, the fifth round, fourth, fifth round. And that's not really gonna do a whole lot for his draft capital. So he's not as relevant as Nick Chubb. I mean, it's but just to rank a a running back fourth overall is kind of just saying something in terms of value that you'll be able to get John Kelly because of that draft capital. You'll be able to get John Kelly in the, you know, I don't know where I've, where I've seen him in mocks, probably like mid second or so. Yeah. And yeah. so I mean, he, that's, if he lands on a good passing team, um, he will have, you know, it'll be a round value. one discussion. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna have to have a good landing spot to be in that late round, uh, late round one discussion. But right now, I mean, guys like Royce Freeman and guys like that are like way above him. Yeah, and I mean, this is a a very deep running back class too. Like two years ago, when we had like Paul Perkins and like Kenneth Dixon, you know, those guys going in like the fourth and fifth rounds, and those were like your first round running backs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. This First is half. much, much deeper. And for John Kelly to go in the fifth round kind of, you know, really does say something about the class and to be able to get him in the second or whenever he goes. So. For yeah, sure. For sure. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of his too. Kenneth Dixon, right? Are you- the the uh, starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens 2018. <laughs> Alex Collins, yeah, baby. Dude, Collins. They did just good. cut Danny Woodhead. Dude, Collins. Collins so looked good like last beast. year. He really and did. I think people are – People are not giving him enough credit and, you know, going too much into coach speak about Harbaugh not committing to him. But I think they're pretty foolish if they don't give him workload, you know, workhorse carries next year. I'm worried about over committing to Alex Collins because, like, what I saw last year made me go berserk. And I was like, oh my God, he's, he like looks perfect. Unbelievable. He looked perfect in that offense and, or in that like running scheme. So I don't want to go overboard, but I'm with Jake. Like, that's, that's where I'm at. I don't. I need to pull back a little bit just because of the unknown. For sure, but I, there's definitely the running the running there. scheme and the running style like that we saw with Alex Collins in that. I was like, oh my god, dude, he's not somebody to forget. Well, he's really, somebody to keep in mind for sure. Let me pull up uh, his ADP quick. Do we it. were actually talking about Kenneth Dixon. I don't think we needed to bring in. Uh... The Alex Kenneth Dixon. I, I actually did like Dixon. It's hard to talk about Kenneth Dixon when you Louisiana Tech. I liked. I did like him. Yo, in, in in Dynasty, Alex Collins, his March ADP was running back thirty one. Oh, you're there. Yeah, thirty one. So so that's yeah. behind. So that's behind Rashad Penny, Duke Johnson, Tariq Cohen, Lamar Miller, and Aaron Jones, and right in front of Deion Lewis, Dante Foreman. Royce Freeman. 
There's about five guys I'd take above there, but I understand those other guys being ahead of them. I, I, I do, I do understand a bunch of those guys. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys there. in that range <clears throat> that'll kind of, I think, will filter its way through pretty soon. But yeah, there. I mean, he, if he, if he is, if he is for sure going to be like the number one, he'll jump up. Well, then he's. Then he's, his value is more in redraft and best balls than yeah you know, exactly because dynasty league with these running backs like in that range you just you you don't know so it's hard to invest you know right and capital. and he's he's new to the team like he's right and that's why I understand like people might, yeah people might want to be taking Aaron Jones well ahead of him just because Jones is young and you know he flashed a little bit and he's on a really good offense so I, I mean I understand that I I like Aaron Jones a lot too but uh, man. Alex Collins looked so good last year. Yeah, he really did. It, it was the dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looked like Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> he looked like a better I was thinking more Chris version, Ivory. A better yeah. version. And a splash of Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Dude, Elliot's <laughs> going to kick my ass for not picking in this league. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, guys. I'm on, like, look, I have all these trade offs. Is, is that a startup or what? It- it's a startup, yeah. To start up, he, you know, the funny thing is, is this, is, this is hilarious about Elliot. I, I like to play with like good dynasty players because I'm kind of new. Like last year was my first year playing dynasty, so I joined like dynasty leagues with like really good players, right? Yeah, and he does too, he plays all these good players. So, he, so I joined this league, you know, with his fans, and you know, he was like, he's like, oh, why did you join? <laughs> So I'm kind of like you know I'm I'm, I'm kind of like trying to get some action on Elliot and you know got a bunch of, of followers and stuff that he's trying to trying to beat so you know I might be infringing a little bit. Okay, you guys, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask are you are you guys in any Debbie leagues? I'm in one. My home league is a Debbie league. So. And I need to know, and, and this was asked by, I think, somebody in the chat. I can't remember who. It was either Renshaw. What up, Renshaw? Um, or it was Bradley Harrison. I can't remember. Um, Nikhil Harry, is he everything that he's cracked up to be? Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> and that's the wide receiver I, I out mean, of I, Arizona? I'm, Arizona, yeah, Arizona State. Um, I oh, worry State, a little okay. bit. I think he's had two, two concussions. That's something to keep in mind, but... If you're looking for a prototypical type of wide receiver, I mean, that could be a potential wide receiver one. I think it's him with a bullet. I love DK Metcalf. I mean, I think he's a much better physical specimen than Nikhil Harry is, but he hasn't been as productive and he needs to show that he can he can produce in the collegiate level. And then a guy like A.J. Brown, I think he's super clean, um, really good player, but I don't think he's going to be – I don't think he's going to work out all that well. I don't think he's going to test all that well. And I don't think he has a chance to be a wide receiver one in the NFL. So um, if you're looking for, you know, a prototypical type of wide receiver one in Debbie leagues, I think it's easily Nikhil Harry. And I know the guys at uh, Dynasty Football Factory – they're putting out their Devi watch, and they they can't really tell me, but one of their guys had one receiver above Nikhil Harry as their with then their Devi rankings. But um, uh, for me, it's 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 Harry, and I've always been a, a DK Metcalf over over Harry, but um, until recently. So yeah, in the same way team. that the in the same way that 
Clay Thompson and Steph Curry brought light skin brothers back. <laughs> I think that they're saying next year is that the wide receivers, Nikhil Harry and DK Metcalf are bringing the receivers back in terms of the, the draft class coming in, right? There's a chance. There's a chance that this draft class could be special from the wide receiver position. Um, it doesn't mean that, that these guys aren't going to take two to three years to develop though. I mean, just because it's a phenomenal year doesn't mean it's 2014 though either. So um, I think people are getting a little bit too optimistic that this wide receiver class, although very good and there's a lot of excitement behind it, I think they're getting a little bit too pumped up about it. I think you gotta you gotta hold back just a little bit, even though it is very good. Fair enough. There's only one guy I even want to touch on, and then it might Why be time are you touching to up on guys, out. bro? I'm just curious. You're always talking about. Hey, no, don't judge. Don't judge. Put the wine it's, look, down. It's cool. The wine was down. I'm just saying, you know, like I mean, I'm I'm married, I'm married with kids just like you. I mean, I, dang. Exactly. Like, which is cool. You know, I'm more happy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I say what's on my mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what you know what you're getting when you get me on this pod. You know what you're getting. That's why you had and to give me like and that's why we with love. Elliot because Elliot needed to take front stage so I can kind of like not say anything to embarrass everybody. <laughs> I kind of well, I'm glad he left because now we are definitely <laughs> now, that void. Yeah, now that's when I, I start unleashing <laughs> Damian Harris, Alabama. That's all I'll say. I'm really upset that he didn't come out this year. He I'm looked like confident. a he looked like a different running back this year than I was not a big Damian Harris fan before this year. He looked quite a bit more explosive to me this he's year. He's ready. He's ready. Yeah. I, you so probably higher on him. If he's ready, first. why did he I am. come out? I don't know. I don't know if he's scared or if oh, Saban told him, he's hey, scared. I got one more year of this bankroll for you. Well, or what? This is also a very good draft class for running scared backs. Or next jealous. year, next year won't be quite as, quite as good as this year. That's for sure. That's fair. All right. That's all I wanted to get in there. Sorry. Talk logically and stuff. Um. <laughs> One last uh okay, no. Can One you drop last, a, uh, a rhyme for us, please? What do you want? I I would like to hear tweeted on us or tweeted tweeted, <laughs> what, on, tweeted on him. Tweeted on mm, him. Mm, I heard I dropped that line. I said mm, swack and our mm, trends. Mm, That's parrot words. Oh I can only go so long before you come here. Ben on that. J-Mike, Mike, keep going. Keep I'm going. I'm so ready for this. Mm, it's coming. Yeah. It's the open bar. Put your drinks up. Or we'll put them down if you're too faded. <laughs> <laughs> These drinks I'm never sorry. go down. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I thought you were about to bust it right there. I, I just, I, you have to ad lib first, and then J Mike started laughing. <laughs> oh, don't blame I mean, it on J Mike. I'm sorry. I'm not a machine. I'm not a machine. I got to breathe. the floor open for you, bro. Fuck it. I'll go acapella. Oh, <laughs> tweet it on him. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> A hey, wanna... shout out to uh, Gabe's SoundCloud um, right there. That 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 shit is fire. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> shit is fire. Pano, I thought you were you were hyping it up so you could come out with the diss track. I mean, uh, it's gonna take a little while. That that is really <laughs> good. I was actually really like, 
I was fucking with you, and it was it was hilarious. But man, it was good. There's a lot of there's a lot of goodness in there. Hey, I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised. I like hip hop, you know, and and when I can when I actually heard you like actually doing pretty well and had some flow, I was impressed. Thank you, thank you. Um, this is my second bottle of wine, and this is not a regular bottle. I can't, this, this I can't wait to see what you say about me on that third that's bottle. A, that's a yeah, bottle. Man. I just want to remind you guys: this it's a this bottle a and a half, big bottle. How many? Yeah, this has got to be at least a bottle. <laughs> wait, do you see that? this? Like for you guys? I mean, you guys see this? That's oh, a big bottle, dude. This is my second. So yeah, I remember when I would just keep a bottle of whiskey by me in the open bar. I'd get done and I'd be like, "That's three quarters of the way gone," and we were on this podcast for like an hour and a half. Like how is <laughs> like I just keep pouring it and then I I need to stop that. We're yeah. coming up on two hours. On this oh, we're getting on it. Yeah, I I gotta get going. off air. So one last one last piece then, just because I know we talked a lot about free agents, but um, I I it turns out there is a YouTube chat, and I popped in, and I was like, wow, that actually exists. So I was curious about um, because I heard this is I popped in on Twitter today. I heard a lot about Derrick Henry, and that he's been climbing 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 ever since demarco murray came and then now he's falling 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 because of Dion lewis so i i shout out to the homie luke marino from the chat um he, he was talking about Dion lewis so what do you think what do y'all think about Dion? i think that's a good landing spot. We, we were all looking for a, you know whatever pass catcher to go to the titans whether it's through the draft or free agency i i thought jerry mckinnon would be nice there too uh, but Dion Lewis, I think he's a nice little scat back. Uh, I think he's more than a scat back, but with Derrick Henry there, I think Henry's going to get the grunt of the load on, on first and second downs. But I think, I think Dion Lewis would, Lewis would be a nice complimentary back there. A little thunder lightning. Yeah. I think it's a way better setup than having two identical <laughs> running backs in the yeah. backfield. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Pano, any words or do you, uh, just need to get out of here. Uh, no, I was, I was just reading Tyler in chat. He says, "J. Mike, why haven't I gotten an invite so I can give Pano a hard time?" He, he he wants to come in here just to say something to you. Should I give him a link to come in, Gabe? I I personally, I'm, I know we're about to end. I get it, but he wants sure. he wants on with Pano real bad. Sure, yeah, get him in here. He's all right. I think he's gonna fake as soon as you give him the leg. He's like, oh yeah. I got something else to do. Oh, I got my kids here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Oh, if I'm actually, I'm at work. Exactly. All right. Let's see how quickly Tyler's he does this. Talking all kinds of smack. We'll see if he actually comes on. Uh, no, I mean, I don't even know what the segue was, but I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm as excited to be here. You guys are awesome. Talked a lot of good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we, uh, I drank, I drank a lot of wine and, uh, you know, I had a good time. So, Pano, tell me what do you think about Dion Lewis? Well, Dion guys, Lewis, that's right. It's Dion great Lewis, to thanks. be here. This um, has been great, guys. I'm about to queue off here. Um, no, get, get, I don't know. Before I, Tyler I mean, shows up, Derek, Derek Henry Truthers might not be happy, but it's great for the Titans. <laughs> it's good for the Titans. I don't necessarily think it's great for Derek Henry, but I don't think it really is a big surprise. You know, I don't know. I mean, Derek Henry is okay in the passing game. He's not bad. Um, 
you know, he's still a, he's still Derrick Henry. There's nothing really new. I don't know why people are shocked about this whole Deion Lewis thing. If you're the Titans, you would want a Deion Lewis on your team if you have Derrick Henry. It's not really a surprise. No, it shouldn't be. It really, it really shouldn't. I people mean, are like, oh, this is bad for fantasy football. Why? You know, shut up, dude. This is this is the NFL. They want to win football games. You oh, have Derrick Henry. Yeah. You take Deion Lewis. Oh, it's Carson Wentz in the flesh. What's up, bro? <laughs> Wearing Falcons garb. What's going can you, on? Can you guys even hear me? No. Can you turn up your mic, dude? Do you have like a microphone on hand, like ready wherever you go? What is it? <laughs> like, Always. Like, that's cordless. For those that can't, for, for those that can't see, we've within got, like thirty DH- seconds. This guy is on air, ready to go. I, I DHH am. is Ed Honcho. The voice. Tyler, I don't think, I don't think you can hear me. The voice is like you, you know the voice when you hear it. It's Tyler Gunther. Can, can you guys even hear me? No, nothing. Yes. No, we can't hear you at all. We, we hear nothing. you. <laughs> Just kidding, dude. We can talk. We hear you. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> are you guys are you guys fucking with me? <laughs> we we're hear fucking. you. Oh, we we're, right. not, we're not fucking with you, Tyler. <laughs> What's up, Pano? You're, What's going you, on, man? You just take my jersey and you think you can just wear it anywhere you want, dude? Isn't it sexy? <laughs> it's so hot. It's like you know, if you would have not gotten hurt, it would have been the MVP jersey, which would have been even sexier. Yeah, that's why it took forever to get on here. I mean, I, I still got a hobbled knee. It was hard to get out of bed. Seriously, that shit was buckling back and forth. Get that shit together. Uh, it was a case of the RG threes. I know you gotta get that get get that work done, son. Are you gonna be ready for week one? The RG threes. I I am. I'm gonna be ready for week one. Putting the extra work. I've actually been pushing them to trade Foles because I need more help. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Okay, so you want to get that that schmuck Foles out of there? That you know, Super Bowl Nick Foles out of there. Yeah, nobody likes him. Yeah, he's totally imposter. So so I'm glad. I'm glad Open Bar can finally have me on with like the you know the two o'clock right when you guys are closing down when all like there's like <laughs> four people yeah. <laughs> lights come on. You know what? You've actually like Tyler's even, like porn voice or something. <laughs> even when when we were uh, doing it with Dynasty Happy Hour and you came on, it was like literally you would just jump in mid episode, right? That's the <laughs> yeah. only time I've ever that's, seen Tyler that's the on only here. Appearances that you're like, made. oh, Tyler's gonna start jump on from beginning to end. You just like let me get that. Tyler's in the chat and he has something to say. <laughs> Hold on, this has happened before. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. like like the LFO episode. I just randomly came on. Oh man, <laughs> I gotta meet LFO. <laughs> I did. Hold on, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Dude, Is we got- LFO episode. Yeah, LFO is the official pop band of the open bar. Okay, so I kind of knew. I kind of knew this partially, but Tyler chose that one to jump on. I I actually jumped on all of them. I was at <laughs> I was at work and I'd just be like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Oh, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> that that does sound like Tyler. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Tyler does that on his own pod too. I do. <laughs> no last no no joke. Last night when we were recording, I fell asleep in my daughter's bed, putting her to sleep. I woke up like five minutes before recording. I'm like crap. I had like my eye was burning because I was sleeping on it. Oh, it was. It was terrible. 
That's awesome. That's intense. <laughs> yeah. Dad life right there. Like, Dad like life. Legends of the Hidden Temple trying to get ready, going through mazes. That was such a good, good show. That was a good show. Oh man, it had a lot Blue of potential. Bear. Actually, I think that was a shitty show. What? It had a lot of it had a lot of potential, and they just they really botched Dude, it. Purple pairs for life. They really did. That whole I mean, that, was, was that whole time idea. that whole time slot that whole time slot. Legend of the Hidden Temple, guts, yeah. uh, double guts. dare, all yeah. those right there. Yes, they had a lot of potential, man. Screwed the pooch. Boys, I gotta get going because I'm in my bedroom right. and. Uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, you all, we you all need record? to get going. What's Dave, happening? Yeah, we, we got to close out. We got to close out. Golf lessons are you giving tomorrow? You have to split like, this into two. <laughs> no, as long as I'm about me, my, my, yeah. wife wants, my wife wants to go to bed. So. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, James, I you two, you two want to sorry. use that camera, I'm guessing. She's, she Just, wants to celebrate Kirk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She wants to celebrate Kirk. She's actually a Packers fan, so that's By the way, my bad. When you talking about Cousins, your face looked like you were just about to pass out because of excitement. Like you're just like, Did oh, it? Oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm relieved, man. I'm, Do that. I'm, I don't know why you're relieved. We all saw this coming. Well, when I say we all, I mean no, I'm, no, I'm relieved from from coming. Twitter from not even from hopefully not having to hear people bitch about the Vikings signing Kirk Cousins. Twitter's filled with idiots dude yeah but a lot of a bunch of these guys that. are no listen a bunch of these guys are football people that i uh, i like are they idiots are. that's fine but, man you like these idiots that's fine i i, I used to no no all joke. of these people <laughs> we all knew that kirk cousins okay why would you choose between the jets okay everybody's got money even the vikings had money why would you choose anybody other than a super bowl contender when you're yeah. kirk cousins when you're a what is he? 27? 29. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> it was close. Why, why would you go to the Jets? Why yeah. would you go Rich history to the Broncos? Up. I mean, even the Broncos being, you know, the best other landing spot. Come on, man. You're going with the Vikings. Yeah. You're going with the Vikings. They almost went to the Super Bowl with Case Cousins or Case Keenan. Case Cousins. I Case Cousins. <laughs> okay. I'm probably done. No. <laughs> Case's cousin. I, I will probably, agree. Yeah. But you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll agree with Jake. People on Twitter are the worst. No, I'll agree with Jake. Like, Paul Charchian, even he had, like, a little pessimistic voice in his tweets. Like, I don't know. It, and that was, well, like, he's an idiot, something. too. <laughs> he's only a Hall of Famer. Godfather. <laughs> I don't care. Yes. Closing time. But literally, I gotta go, guys. Yes. You know what yeah. Yeah. Can if I just Kirk Cousins to the Vikings. You're not a Hall of Famer. You guys, you guys know where to find me. You know where to find Jake. NFL right. Draft Talker. He Thank makes you, Jake. all the avies. He hey, does all love. the gif gifs. He's the man. Go love you guys. Him. All right. We'll be we'll talk soon. Love you, brother. Bye, Jake. Jake, you suck. I love you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, set up a tea time. <laughs> love yeah, you, man, Jake. For sure. Glad we got rid of him. Wow. Speaking right, of, we're, Joe, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna add. We're just gonna add somebody else, right? We're just gonna keep rolling. <laughs> no, we are not. No. Gabe, aren't we're you guys like, we're marathon hours? We're going, we're going to the NFL draft. We back to the live marathon free agency talk here. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Gabe. Taylor specific time. So Gabe, Give it's me like a hot, right? I'm central, man. I'm not good with time zones. Gabe, uh, we got a freestyle for um, for the listeners, please. Uh, okay. 
Listen I up. Do. You've been listening to the open bar. Open that moonshine type of jar. Tip it up. Tip it up. Put it up in your glass. And if you chill with us in Pano, we're going to whoop your woo ass. Turn up. Fill in, fill in the blanks. <laughs> Pano shooting blanks after all of the kids, man. <laughs> it kind of stank. <laughs> Just like Travis Kelsey. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> I man said Pano shooting hey, blanks. Hey, there's people oh. still in the chat. <laughs> Dwight Peebles. Who's Dwight Peebles? That's my dude right there. He said, You guys should all just bow out and let Pano keep going. <laughs> Matthew Renshaw says, I'd watch a solo Pano show. Dude, you have some great listeners. Wow. I just say, oh, open bar after Matthew dark. And Dwight <laughs> after dark. Yeah. Well, it's both, all dudes, but, but that, you know, it's did cool. You, <laughs> did you see where Kenny, Kenny said, Kenny said, Have we ever addressed? Your uh, Andy Dalton athlete's wedding ring um, been talked about ever on a previous show? We haven't touched on that. Is this Tyler? Yeah, this is directed to Tyler. No, no, it was directed at you. Oh, your your are you are you saying it's directed at Andy Dalton? Redhead athletic wedding (laughs) ring. Are you just saying that because I'm a redhead? This athletic wedding ring. Yes, that's what that's what that's what he's talking about. You don't know nothing about that. But the ginger, the real ginger, (laughs) is is to my left. Is it? My left, Tyler. East. You got it. Yeah. I mean, East. you know, I got the wedding ring, but let's 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 focus on the real ginger here. Take off the hat. No, I need a haircut. <laughs> Come on, Tyler. <laughs> this is not a time for modesty. Not, not everybody can be like Gabe and just let that let that shit flow. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean, we saw him in the dreadlocks. <laughs> God, that picture. Hey, oh, you guys. Michael Stepney, I am not done for tonight. Okay. <laughs> you guys, thank you guys so much for letting me come on for like five minutes. I, I mean, <laughs> I love you guys. I try to catch up with you guys all the time. We'll try to get you on from beginning to end sometime, but you know. I mean, is in my like this is the house I built, right? I'm like LeBron. <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what, Mike? LeBron, I, LeBron's a little much. If if I still ran this, you would be out the door. <laughs> okay, and let's, that's let's Tyler's time. All right, right. thank you. Hold on, let's do a pre- player po- profiler uh, comp for <laughs> Tyler and LeBron. Who would LeBron's comp be? Me, would it be Tyler. Yeah, it would just be. You know, oh, Tyler's still here. Comps. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> 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 oh, who would be Peyton's then? We have to. Dude, there, I don't know. I really don't. Italian with is like there, thirty. Is, is there like, a comp? Is it like Jimmy G and Philip Rivers? Is no, Jake's comp? definitely Philip Rivers. Period. Yeah, I think he's got that lot. I'm talking about the kids. Like Philip Rivers has like eight kids. Ooh. I know Jake. Jake is kind of an imposter because no, he's I've... got the look, but I don't. Uh, does he have kids? Does he have one? Does he have one? He's got one. He has one. Okay, yeah. one. That doesn't count. Okay. Pano's a little closer to like Antonio Cromartie style. Yes. <laughs> I actually, this will be the second time I've heard that. I think you said that on the podcast. We said that when you were on. Second time. Is that right? So this would be the third time then. Yeah. So, good old Doug Eddie. Man. I, I, yeah, Doug Eddie. Man, Doug Fresh. Dougie Fresh. I love Doug. 
So yeah, I, I am kind of the Antonio Cromarty of the uh, fantasy football world. Okay, good yeah. stuff. I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I think we just I think we just killed the chat. So yep, I, I think that's it. <laughs> Everyone yes. logged out. You're gonna have to delete your account now, uh, Pano. So I have to no. That was not part of the agreement. <laughs> this is when Pano wakes up tomorrow morning. He's got like thirty followers. <laughs> oh, I already ha- I have thirty one right 30 now. Thirty more. Thirty more. All right, Tyler, leave. Pano, leave. Well, don't leave yet. But everybody like, we'll left say, when we'll Elliot left. Anyway, it's okay. See you guys, Joe. Miss you. Hey, love you guys. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of good times. You can follow these guys. Appreciate your Pano. P A E N O O O. What do you do? Do you write anywhere right now? No, I really just do SoundCloud. I uh, right SoundCloud rap career, hip hop uh, aficionado. You can yes. find me um, as an MC. No, I I do a little thing here and there at Rotoviz, and I'm gonna be throwing out some QB profiles for two uh, QBs.com. So yeah, word, word on that. Cool, love it, Pano. Thank you so much. J Mike, got any words? Yeah, man. On Twitter, you can catch the show at the open bar FP. That's the open bar FP, as in fake pigskin, who uh, pays the bills for us, gives us the platform to do what we do here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JMIC check. For everyone who was with us in the chat, thank you guys on the live YouTube show, 9 30 Eastern time uh, on Tuesday nights. And obviously, if you're listening to this in podcast form, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on Podbean, we're probably on in your mom's car right now. Oh, that's not good. Facts. Facts. So check us out. (laughs) Tell your friends about it. (laughs) Edit all that then. (laughs) That's all true. Please edit everything I said. <laughs> All right, lovely. Uh, I'm at Grab Bag Fantasy. Um, I have bars, according to Pano, um, but that's not that you know high of praise. So we'll we'll see what happens next. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> no, Pano. Wait, wait, you get soft when you have two bottles of wine, or what? I am your fan. I am. I'm here to support you. Okay. Okay. Pano's my number one guy. He's my hype man. I appreciate him listening to the SoundCloud and coming onto the open bar. Uh, but yeah, we're here every Tuesday. You know the rules. I don't know when we'll be back next week. It might be next week. Might be two weeks. Might be never. Uh, just kidding. We'll definitely be back for y'all. Um, Pano, you got a wine glass you can put up in the air for us? I got a bottle. Or a wine bottle. Excuse me. That's yeah, what I meant to say. There you go. This is Mike, you got anything? One and a half liter. All I got is my agua tonight, man. Perfect. Man, water that, I was wondering, because, man, I feel like I'm the only one drinking. No, I'm right here. Tonight, you... <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you drinking? James always got a I nice mean, cocktail. I, still not really. I mean, like, yeah, I'm drinking, but, like, you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was really drinking. Like, last time I was on, this is, like, three times as much. So. <laughs> All right. Cheers up. Appreciate y'all. It was fun, and we will see y'all again soon. Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Salud. Bye.